This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Welcome back, guys. Another episode of Morning Skate, episode number 104. It's Ked. Ked, Ked. I'm here with Hal. Hal is here. Hal, how are you living? I'm all right, dude. How are you? I'm good, dude. I'm, I'm hanging in there. We we got our technical difficulties away and got it squared away. We did our Google Doc. I sent out a bomb of a tweet before this thing started, which we'll get to on our three stars. Uh, yeah, so I, if you haven't listened to the podcast, same thing as always. NHL in the news. We're going to break down what's going on with the Rangers, the Bruins. Uh, we are going to talk about our beer league roundup. And then get into our Patty B hotline. That's 518-309-2595. Our Dominic Morris Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Laga Sports. And then end it with our three stars of the week, which you have some pretty, pretty funny picks for that. So uh, without further ado, get into it. You have anything before we play the NHL and the news music, man? That's it, dude. Drop it low. NHL in the news, here we go. Kind of a slow week, so stay with us. First story, Elliot Friedman comes out and says, the league is looking at adding alumni to the skills competition at the All-Star game coming up. I just kind of put this down because, again, it's a slow week, and I thought it was a little bit interesting. Uh, what do you have on this? Where would you want the alumni added to in the skills competition? I mean, for me, I watch a game from, like, 1990, and it's a completely different game from the current NHL, so I think it'd be pretty funny if you added a couple things in there. So what what do you have? Yeah, so just a little teaser. Um, My hero of the week this week is a former uh, AHL Slapshot champion at the AHL All-Star game, and right off the bat, I'm thinking to myself, I need these old guys to do the Slapshot competition. Give them their old wooden sticks. Uh, probably all have like five to seven beers between them. And really at this point in their lives, right? Uh, none of them have been playing hockey that much. No one's really been like ripping clappers as hard as they can. For these old guys, like especially these old defensemen, I'm talking like Al McGinnis, Scott Stevens, put these guys on the ice and just see who has the biggest dick is basically what it's going to come down to. Because uh, 
the harder the slap shot, right? Like that's like the ultimate man competition. Which one of these old geezers can still get it above 90 miles per hour? That's what I want to see. No, I think that'd be pretty cool. It'd be a lot like the major league baseball. Like you said, like have them do like a softball home run derby. Like you ever see how they do the shit like that? Um, I think that would be pretty cool. I think accuracy shooting, I think those guys would still be able to rip it up. Like Ray Bork and Paul Curry, I still think are, you know, going to do really well there. They, they have some new ones. Like, you know, that obstacle course that they just added, like, I think that'd be interesting to add, like, I don't know, like Pavel Bure or like o- older type players to that thing and see what they could do. Do you think they'd still rip it up? No, uh, probably not, dude. Like, that would be my concern is like, my concern with this whole event is all those ideas sound great for the guys that do really well. But if you have like two or three guys in an event that like can't complete the event and you're watching someone like miss targets for 45 to like 55 seconds, that just sucks. Yeah, and then you have an old geezer out there, and everybody starts feeling bad for him. Yeah, and, like, they turn the clock off. Like, they time him out, and then everyone claps for him, and he, like, hates his life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it would be a little sad. Like, if a guy wants to do it, fine. I guess that's on his own thing. So, right, you can't really feel sorry for a guy if he wants to sign up for it. I just don't know how many old guys that were, like, such great hockey players want to go out there and, like, show the world how they look, like, at their worst. I feel like... But there are some players that I think would thrive. Like, Jeremy Roenick would step up and do it, and he would try really hard. Like, watching Jeremy Roenick in a faster skating competition, even though he wasn't the fastest skater, it would be funny to watch him, like, really get the motor going. It's true. It's true. I just don't know how many Jeremy Roenicks there are out there. You know what I mean? It's more of a unicorn. That is true. I mean, we didn't even play professional hockey. Like, we played, like, club hockey and shit, and pretty much everybody quit after that and never wants to play again. I'm the only asshole out there doing anything, so... All right, fair enough. Um, next story. At 1,488 games played, Zidane Chara has exceeded the number of games played by Wayne Gretzky. I just kind of put this in here because you're a Bruins fan. What can you talk to us about Zidane Chara and what he's meant to the game? Yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, it's cool. I don't know. I, I feel like I've said, if you listen to this podcast before, I've said everything I need to say about Chara like a thousand times. Like When he came over with Mark Savard, they changed the franchise and kind of turned it around. He's always been a great defenseman. Um He's scary as all shit. He still kind of is. He's, like, past his prime, and he pisses me off sometimes, and he's slow, but you still have to love him. It's a Dano Chara. Like, I don't know. I'm not really surprised by this stat. If anything, I'm actually surprised it took this long because it feels like Zidane Chara has been an elderly man for, like, four years now. Who was – what teams were Chara on before the Bruins? I know he was on the Islanders, and I think he was on the Senators, but I don't yeah, know. See, he was on the Islanders, and then Milbury traded him, and then he was on the Senators, and the Senators chose Redden over Chara. Okay. Lost Redden. So he was good with, when he was with the Senators. When he was with the Islanders, he was still young. So did he just kind of learned how to defend? Because I remember when he was first in the league, like everybody just talked about how tall he was, but like not how good he was. Yeah, I think I saw one of his first games ever against the Devils at the Coliseum, and he, he just kind of looked like Bambi out there. That's all it was. Is he was just a huge-ass kid. Everyone knows that tall kid growing up that's like stumbling all over the ice and like can't. You're like, how are you not dominating this game right now? They just haven't grown into their body. Like, I think he was, like, 23 by the time he grew into his body. And then once that happened, he just kind of took over defensively. He started adding the offensive side to his game. And then he just became, like, one of these, like, fitness gurus. I mean, he jacked his shit, dude. So. Yeah. You know what's weird, though? At the same time, like, I feel like if someone looked at Zanane Chara, it was kind of a good point, like, during his Islanders days. And he was, like, this skinny, like, six foot nine kid who could still fight. Like, he still fucked people up in juniors and stuff. But... They looked at him and were like, wow, this is going to be like an articulate captain of an NHL franchise for like 10 years. And he's going to win like a Norris and like a Stanley Cup. I feel like people would tell you to fuck off. 
Yeah, I I agree with that. And in terms of like physical condition, I know like every every camp they have Zidane Char like bench pressing like eight hundred pounds a hundred times. People forget the bigger you are, the longer limbs you have, the harder it is to lift that shit, which is even more impressive. I got little baby T Rex arms, so I've been able to you know pump some weight back in my day. But uh, you know, neither here nor there. Now <clears throat> moving on. What do you bench? I mean, what? What do you bench, bro? I bench. I'm not bringing that up, dude. You're just trying to pump my tires, dude. Fuck off. All right. Now, baby, now we got bad blood. That's a little segue. Taylor Swift, how are you? Uh, the Kings are covering up Taylor Swift's eyesore, eyesore of a banner. Uh, the Kings had to say the connection to our fans is our highest priority. And through our engagement, they have made it, they have made it clear that the banner shouldn't be a part of the Kings game experience. Taylor Swift's out. You know who they want to do that to, Hal? I'm going to stop you right there. It's about time an NHL franchise got rid of of these fucking artists putting their names up in the bleachers when they're a professional organization. It's time New York Rangers fans stand up and get Billy Joel out. <laughs> Dude, no. No, Billy Joel's in because we love Billy Joel. Come on, dude. Name five good Billy Joel songs. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I can name more. <laughs> And there it is right there. But, no, no, no. New York New York State of Mind, right? Or something like that. It's the last song that's played in the track. Do you remember? So Hal and I used to work at, at a uh, a horse racing track during the summers or whatever. And, and like there was this one old time veteran guy. And it was like one of the first days we worked. And the track was just closing. And everybody's walking out. And there's like this bullshit song playing. And we're like, what is this? And this old guy comes up to us and he like puts his arm around us. He's like, hey, boys, welcome to the show. You hear that? Billy Joel. And we were just like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? He's like, yeah, they play this every night when the track closes. It's a part of history. Billy Joel is just a part of history, man. Whether you know his songs or don't know his songs, that's what he is. Listen, whether you like Taylor Swift or you don't like Taylor Swift, she's a part of history, too. That doesn't matter. Taylor Swift's a part of history. I think it's fun. I think it's funny. The the connection to our fans is our highest priority, and through our engagement, they have made it clear. So, like, somebody must have signed, like, a uh, like a petition to, to, like, get rid of this Taylor Swift uh, banner, which I think is pretty funny. Do you think it's one of those things, like, last year the Kings were so fucking bad, and every time they got scored on at home, like, Jonathan Quick had, like, a sub-nine goals against average. Every time they got scored on at home, the fan would just look up, and he'd see that goddamn Taylor Swift sign staring him down and he was like this needs to go it could be it could be i think i think they're just a little little bit pissed i mean sticking with the kings drew dowdy told calgary to suck his dick twice the other night did you see that i did after he scored the game winner now was was there tons of backlash on twitter or anything about that i saw i saw paul bissonette was like really getting in the weeds with some people who were like saying that he loved dowdy and shit like that but like I think it's just Calgary fans that are upset, man. I, um, I've got a lot on that whole situation. This is one of those things where I actually really like both sides. If you've listened to this podcast, I've always been a Drew Doughty stan. Um, I always think he's a top three, eight defender in the national hockey league. I like how he plays both ways. Um, I heard a lot of things. I've heard a lot of things. People talking about like Calgary flames fans saying they wouldn't like his contract. It's like, buddy, Drew Doughty is a generational talent um, that's going to be one of those few defensemen that plays till he's 42 years old. Like, I can fucking bank it. I don't care how many injuries he has. He has, like, the hockey sense 
he has this like the pure skill and he's just so smart defensively like he is going to last in this league as long as he wants to so shut the fuck up on that if drew dowdy wants to tell your fans you're assholes that's awesome and before i can tell you really oh go ahead go ahead no no, no. keep going you're on a roll i just wanted to say on the other side of this I used to always come on here and say how I hated the Kachuk brothers, uh, mainly because I just thought, like, I kind of got sick of, like, my dad was in the NHL and he was a tough guy. And now I go, I join the league and I'm not actually a tough guy like he was, but, like, people pretend I was. Like, Domi, DeBrusque, Kachuk. Like, they kind of have this, like, fake, like, I'm cool because of my dad situation going on. The Kachuk brothers are actually pretty cool and I actually can get behind (laughs) their side as well. Um, And the fact that they were the ones scoring these sick goals made it even better. Like... Like, they were the two best players on the ice. Like, as a hockey fan, this is, like, this is heaven. This is, like, what you want to see. This is something that makes the second week of the season exciting as shit. Yeah, so I have a few questions. One, what's a stand? I don't know. I think it goes back, like— Thank God you don't know, because everybody says it, and I'm like, I think it just means you're a fan, but I don't know where Stan came from. Is this from the Eminem song? Yeah, dude, I think so. That one, like, where his fan wrote to him, like, Dear Stan, like, you're a stan, like a fan. I'm kind of on board with that now. Uh, that's what I think, dude. I, we could be 100% wrong on that. And it could be like a very like old saying. I don't care. I just think it's the Eminem song, and it makes perfect sense. You're a stan. Now, okay, I like that. Second thing, in terms of rivalry between players in the NHL, do you think Dowdy and Chuck is the biggest one? I mean, you have Reeves and Evander Kane, too. Other than that, I can't really think. I mean, you used to have like Lucic and Commissarek back in the day, but like there really aren't those between player kind of rivalries where like, I mean, Crosby Ovechkin, but it was never like where they actually like came out and like said they hated each other. You know what I mean? Like, have, has there really been anything like that? I mean, Aaron oh. Eckblad and Max Domi, except for Eckblad didn't do shit. And Max Domi just fed him his lunch. Yeah, dude. I feel like I, I think you're right on. I think those are really the only two like super big rivalries in the NHL right now. And Kachuk, Kachuk and Dowdy, even though I really like it, they're kind of like the two kids that like fight in the lobby, like in the middle of like classes in high school, so everyone can see and there's a big crowd and it gets broken up and they scream at each other. Where Evander Kane um, and Ryan Reeves are at the railroad tracks and they're just beating the shit out of each other in front of like ten kids and like one like flip phone video camera, like, and everyone yeah. is so pumped up. So they're both really cool rivalries, but I would still say Evander Kane and Ryan Reeves is the best in the league. Okay. I, I think so. Just be, I think there's more bang for your buck there, too. I think you're right. Like, you have, like, the Dowdy and Kachuk thing, and those are guys just kind of, like, like exactly. You, like, they're in the hallway, and they're just mouthing off to each other, and, like, maybe one pushes up like, another one against the locker, and then the teachers come outside where, like, Ryan Reeves and Evander Kane, like, hey, guys, meet us at the ninth hole of the golf course at 930 tonight. Shit's about to go down. And you show up, and your entire high school's there. Like, Ryan Reeves' dad's walking him to the links, like, and we're not making this up. Like, in our high school, like, things like this happened, and it was like, holy shit. I can't believe this is going on right now. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, I Oh, I really, really quickly, before we leave this subject, I just wanted to say, I'm not doubting the Sharks, right? I picked the Sharks. I've looked like an idiot. Some people are also saying, and by some people I mean nobody, are saying that I picked the Sharks strictly because they're the Vegas' rival and an enemy of my enemy is my friend. I don't know what to say about that. But I wanted to say I like the Flames too. Um, I don't care that I predicted Milan Lucic and Tobias Reeder would have 30 goals this season and they're off to zero points combined in their first 
four or five games, and they're like a minus seven, I think, together. Just means they're due. They're due. So, but I will say, Lucic looks cool on that fourth line. And I actually, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. I know nothing about Daniel Riddich at all. I think he's an NHL goalie. I don't know why. I, I think it might be his name. I think the Flames goalie, Daniel Riddich, is a number one starter in this league. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to hop on this train right now. I didn't even know this guy was a goalie. His name is Daniel Riddich. That's a the sheriff's. The sheriff's favorite movie was the Chronicles of Riddick, which was Vin Diesel wearing those stupid fucking goggles on his face. He'd have it on TV all the time. I'm now what's his name? Daniel Riddick. David Riddick. I can't David. believe that you don't know who David Riddick is, dude. But are you on board at least? Yes, dude. Are you, well, first off, how how can you not believe that? I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Who is? And I'm, so he's from the Czech Republic, dude. And also, if you didn't know, his nickname is Big Save Dave. Um, so you got to love him all the way around, but basically he had to kind of catch you up last year. He came in and kind of won the role. He kind of came out of nowhere and kind of won the uh, role okay. for a bit. And then he kind of lost it towards the playoffs, but they, they swapped Smitty out and they brought in Talbot. And so far, I think Riddich, he's not playing great. He's two, two and one with a nine Oh six save percentage, which doesn't sound great and isn't really proving my point, but I think Calgary is is enough of an offensive fire firepower with that first line that it doesn't matter. As long as their goalie's better than Schmitty, who's one of my least favorite goalies of all time, I think they'll be better than last year. The Chronicles of Riddick, dude. In on that. Big uh, save. Moving on. The Philadelphia Flyers announced that the Wells Fargo Center now has a disassembly room. The first ever rage room inside of a major professional sports arena located behind a hidden library wall entrance in the team's new assembly room, lounge, and bar area. The anger cave allows Flyers fans to take their aggression on household items like TVs, dishware, bottles, and guitars using a variety of tools like baseball bats, orange and black sledgehammers, and, of course, hockey sticks. So this this right here is ECW, uh, Mick Foley-type shit where you have a bunch of, like, six- to seven-year-olds, like, freaking torqued on mountain dew going in there saying i fucking hate you mom and dad and just start beating the shit out of stuff what do you have on this is awesome yeah dude i think too if i'm just gonna throw this out there if i was like a philly dude and like i wasn't even a flyers fan say i was a 76ers fan if i found out about this room i might just buy a ticket just to try to find my way in there and smash a couple things this is an awesome idea um, a lot of times on this podcast, I, we like to rag on other teams like social media accounts and how stupid and dumb they are. I love the Philadelphia Flyers like marketing team and like whoever comes up with shit there. Started with Gritty and now they have this rage room like they are killing everything that's Philadelphia to a goddamn T. Like I think you were talking about it before. You're talking about Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Can you imagine an episode where the gang goes to the disassembly room? That'd be unbelievable. Yeah. And gets a hang with Gritty. I think the only thing the Flyers need to do now is in this rage room, they need another Gritty, but like a demon Gritty. That's just like scary as shit and just, and just ruthless. Right? Like, and you, and you bring him out for like rivalry night. Yeah, he like, and he's like really aggressive. Yes. Yeah. Like, like instead, instead of like just pushing little kids over like during intermission, like this guy's like. Pushing adults over and like kicking them. Yeah, taking them out. Um, uh, Dude, I, I think maybe they should just have, like, one night where it's, like, you sign up for it, you come to the game, and then just, like, crazy gritty comes out. Yeah. And I think you also nailed that, like, if I lived in Philly and I wasn't a Flyers fan but knew that this was going on, like, 
How how many of us? How many of you listeners and us ourselves have ever taken a baseball bat to a TV? Probably not many of us. But let me tell you what, that's probably a fucking good time. Yeah, you know? I've only smashed like a laptop before, old phone. I've never I've never smashed a TV. I don't think that'd be a good feeling. That would be pretty cool. Um, speaking of good feelings, Patrick Marlowe is back to the San Jose Sharks in his first game. He's only played one this year. He has two goals. What do you have on this, dude? Patty Marlowe coming home. I'm going to stay on the positivity train here. Um, I don't know if you've been following the podcast. We dog Patty Marlowe in Toronto. The Toronto Maple Leafs didn't stick to their five-year plan. They didn't win a cup because he was there. He created cap problems. He's gone. I love the move. I love that he comes back at $750,000. I love that people are talking about, like, oh, Pavelski's gone. The captain's gone. Don't get me wrong. I love Joe Pavelski. I think he's a great player. He was a great leader for the Sharks. But because they didn't win a cup in the last 10 years, when I close my eyes and I think about the San Jose Sharks 20 years from now, it's Joe Thornton and it's Patty Marlowe. Those are the two guys that, number one, come up to me when I think Sharks. I want this team to win a Stanley Cup. I think that's a really cool story. Two goals. I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Are you for it, too, or are you against it? I like seeing stuff like that. But also, like, you can't. You can't say Joe Pavelski's – I mean, you say Thornton – for me, you say Thornton, Marlowe, Pavelski, and uh, Couture. Like, those would be my guys, which is weird because, like, Edward Vlasic's probably there too if you really think about it. And who is that uh, – who is that Swedish defenseman with a non-Swedish name that used to just, like, murder people except for he, like, wouldn't really fight? What was his like? – Murray? Doug Murray. Doug Murray. Wasn't he on the Sharks? He was on the Sharks, and I was just talking about their stars. I'm like, I'm thinking back to the times like before Logan Couture was drafted, like when it was just when Danny it was a West Coast What's that? Danny Nabokov, dude. Yeah, I mean, I would think of Nabokov too. I just, I don't know, man. I don't put, I don't put Pavelski in the same boat as those two. Still a great player, and I like him a lot. Okay, As, that's weird. Has it, Pavelski was on the Sharks his whole career, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, some food for thought. Okay. Uh, moving on because I don't know what else to talk about with this one. Um, oh, you know what? Oh, we're back to us. what's going on this though, and it's gonna it's gonna be kind of a weird one. So kind of follow me through this. Let last, loose. All right. So last year when the Bruins lost the Stanley Cup, uh, um, I was really sad. And one thing's that one thing I was sad about was David Backus, and I was like thinking about how like David Backus like put his heart and his soul into the blues and then he left and the blues beat him in the Stanley cup final. And I kind of was like, really felt bad about it. But for some reason, Patty Marlowe coming back to the sharks reminded me like David Backus could have taken a hometown discount state of the blues. If he really wanted to win a Stanley cup there, like it's a business. Like I need to grow the fuck up. Like I get too attached to some of these storylines sometimes. And like, I think like these players like would be playing in front of like an empty rink. Like it's a business. Like David Backus took more money and went to Boston. Our cap is struggling because of it. I should not feel bad for him that he had to watch St. Louis win because if he really wanted to be there, he would have been there. I mean, yes and no. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like when David Backus was on the Blues, he was just always on the good team that you just knew were never ever gonna make that next step. And even like the Blues who won the Cup, like you didn't really think. That, like, oh, that's the Stanley Cup winning team. They were never, like, a favorite or anything like that. But you knew that, like, David Bax was there and he was going to work his balls off, all this stuff. I still think it sucks. Like, that guy, 
the wakey wakey Bacchus hit uh, the Brent Seabrook hit on him where he like dies and then he gets up and he just wants to fight anybody who's near him. Like, I just, I wish he had won a cup. Captain America, like, we're big David Backus guys. That guy's a fucking warrior. Like, we talk about the, uh, like, the power forwards and, like, the stay-at-home defensemen and shit like that. But, like, David Backus might be one of the last, like, old-school forward, play-the-game-the-right-way kind of players that there is. Right or wrong, like. I don't know, dude. Here's my problem right now, and I'm going to be honest with you. I am a David Backus fan. Although I did come to this revelation. I don't really think that's against anything against David Backus. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't feel bad for him anymore. Okay. What I do want to say, though, is he needs to put down the figure skates and start punching people in the face. It's game five. I haven't seen any of that from him yet. I'm over the new skating David Backus. I need David Backus to play a role, or I need David Backus in the press box. That's the reality, dude. I love him as a player. I love his career. I think he's an unbelievable dude, and I really hope he wins the Stanley Cup. But right now, he doesn't. He doesn't make me happy inside as a hockey fan. All right, dude. Gun to the head. You have to pick one person to win a Stanley Cup. David Backus or Joe Thorne? Joe Thorne. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, this one's kind of cool. So all the NHL teams, like, when they win, like, normally something goes to somebody who's a player of the game. The Rangers have the Broadway hat, which I fucking hate. I get it, though, because they're New York, whatever. All these teams have different ones. Apparently, this season, the MVP of the game for the Montreal Canadiens gets a fucking sword. What do you have on this? This is badass. And this kind of plays into the whole thing where my beer league team, remember last year we talked about the goat? No. You don't remember this? I said that I could take a goat out after watching Game of Thrones with a sword. You don't remember that? So there's like a goat in the locker room? No, we we haven't done that. <laughs> but, like, I think that's kind of cool. I wonder where the sword came from. What do you – like, what – out of all the ones that you've seen around the league, like, what's your favorite MVP of the game gets this award? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like a tough sell on these things. Cause like once somebody does it, and this is a point that's been made a lot for college football for like the uh, turnover chain. Yeah. Once one person's done the turnover chain, every of one else's turnover chain just looks a little stupid. Like it's really hard. It's really hard to shine in those moments. So the sword thing, like, I think it would be really funny at first, but like eventually I'd be like, all right, like, Coke and Yemi's, like, swinging the sword in the locker room again. Like, Paul Bergevin looks great. Like, this is awesome. Like, eventually you'd get sick of it. The one I want to talk about, though, is this whole Austin Matthews basketball. Why is Mike Babcock pulling out a Toronto Raptors basketball and, like, giving an inspirational speech about, like, we're next. Like, we're, like the Raptors did it, now we're going to do it. I think, personally, is a terrible look. Like, the Toronto Raptors won an NBA championship before you and, like, the Golden Boys could do anything out of the first round. Yeah, I I, I have to agree with that. Like, as much as – and I don't know shit about basketball, but I'm assuming Toronto's number one team is the Maple Leafs. Canadian team, right? Like, you would think that that would be their number one team. That would be, like – the New York Yankees game game ball was like from the Red Bull. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like from like some soccer team, like right. may, maybe not as like aggressive, but like, I agree with you with that. I, I would kind of use that not as a, Oh, Hey, let's do it together as, as a city and more of like, fuck these guys. Let's, <laughs> let's take our city back. Yeah. Take like a knife out and stab it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That would have been sick. That would have been an all-time moment if, he, if Babcock just dribbles the ball a couple times. Like, you know, you know, fellas, the, the Toronto Raptors sent us this ball to use as the MVP ball of the year. But you want to know what? Pops it. I don't give a shit about the Raptors. And then spikes it on the ground. There's no way you don't win the cup this year. That's true. I, dude, and I also I also want to make the point that I feel like most professional hockey players are pretty athletic dudes. Like, they can transition to other sports pretty quickly. I prefer it if NHL players on the team of my choice can't hit, a, like, a backboard from, like, 10 feet away. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just – I don't want someone who can shoot threes because it's like, what are you doing all summer? Uh, awesome, Matthew. What's up? You can have a good golf swing. Uh, you can throw a pigskin, like, far. You can have, like, an arm. You can do well in batting practice, but I just for some reason, like, I don't want to see you switching threes. Like, what was that? I, I don't know. The one thing I do have to say, and I might get criticism for this, after watching Austin Matthews, like, dribble that ball and, like, do that thing or whatever, he's a fucking cool dude, man. And I know, I know there's a lot of, like, really negative publicity towards Matthews, and, yes, he made a mistake and shit, but, like, the way he just fucking did that with the basketball, like, that was kind of like the popular kid in, in, like, fucking high school that just did that shit. We're in the middle of a fucking podcast, and Hal's taking screenshots on his computer, so that's where we're at right now. <laughs> Moving on, because you're pissing me off. Uh, the Sabres are 4-0-1. Who would have saw this coming? Carter Hutton, that coward, is 3-0. Uh, Jack Eichel in five games at seven points, three goals, four assists. Rasmus, is it Dolan or Dolan? I hear it both ways all the goddamn time. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to call him Swedish House Mafia. He's got a goal and six assists. Victor Olofsson, no idea where this fucking kid came from, has four goals and an assist. Um, Things are kind of looking good in Sabres land. There's one thing that I keep seeing over and over and over again, and it's like gifts of uh, Jack Eichel zone entries. Have you seen this, like on the power play or like pretty much any time he gets the puck in the D zone? He just goes end to end and nobody touches him. Kind of a cool thing. Last thing on this, Jimmy Vc has no points, so I guess that, you know, he's just really not living it up, but at least he went to have it. So what do you have on the Buffalo Sabres this year? Uh, I mean, again, we're only we're only five games in, so it may be too early to be really thinking about shit like this, but, I mean, <laughs> do they have a shot? I don't know. Here's a better question, dude. So what was our bet last year? Uh, 20 games. Carter Hunt and win twenty. Games. I don't think I don't think Carter Hunt's gonna win twenty games again this year, dude. I saw this. We saw this happen last year. By the end of October, dude, I think you were like almost like fifty percent of the way there. Dude, like he had like nineteen wins, and it wasn't even fucking halfway through November. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we've seen this song and dance before. Buffalo gets off to a hot start. If I was a Sabres fan, I would be pumped up, right? You kind of just touched on it. They have a bunch of young players who are starting to bud. I think Dolan really got slept on last year, and, like, this is his coming out party. Yeah. He's basically right. Is he basically going to be Victor Hedman, like, 2.0? I feel like that's the vibe I'm getting. He's Jeff, big Skinner, Jeff Skinner's still producing even after getting that big contract. He's been a big pickup for the Sabres, man. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's really positive, dude. But at the same time, it's like, I've seen this song and dance a thousand times. So let's see where they are in, like, January. December December's usually the month they make it or break it. So give me a couple months. We'll see. Carter Hutton, 19 wins this year. Yeah, it wasn't like Rasmus Ristolainen saying that he wanted out earlier this year, too. So it may not still be all sunny over there. Rasmus is probably still looking like, you want to know what? Like, we've seen this before. Rasmus Ristolainen is my number one what is going on with this player in the NHL because his fan base, I think, hates him. But, like, everyone else acts like he's this top defenseman. Like, I do not know if he is good or not. When I watch him play, even, I'm like, that was good, but, like... 
Was it? Like, I don't know if Rasmus Ristolainen's good. He's got a sick name. And he's kind of plays like that. a match. He, like, always throws, like, a cross-check that pisses someone off, like, every game. Like, he has a little snarl to him, and he's ugly, so it's like... That little oh. snarl. I, I've, I've never met a Rasmus that isn't ugly. <laughs> That's a fact. I'm in Miami, bitch. Uh, last part of NHL in the news. Real deal, Neil. James Neal, seven goals already through five games. <laughs> Put up four against the New York Islanders. The New York Rangers are one of the few teams in the league that were able to shut him out. Uh, what do you have on James Neal? Did you see this happening? I thought it was really weird. He had, like, a pretty good year in Vegas, right? And then he went to Calgary and just, like, really shit the bed. Like, kind of a weird Calgary move. I don't. I didn't get that. Like, what do you have on James Neal? Like, why did he suck in Calgary? And why is he back to, like, this fucking awful or awesome start? Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know. I guess everyone just says basically that – they promised him top ice time, and then he didn't get any ice time, basically, from the start of the season. So that's what a lot of people say. And then people say he came back and he trained really hard. So I don't really know what's going on with James Neal, personally. Seven goals, five games. His shooting percentage is 36.8%. Like, that's not going to stay where it is. That's alarmingly high. So I don't know. I think he'll come down to earth. It looks like a good pickup. I am not – I the real deal Neal pisses me off. Like, he's one of those guys, like, I've tried to stay positive this whole – podcast about players which i definitely have not done but the real deal neil dude i i low-key i can't figure him out he just seems like someone who would piss me off I, it might be that his visor is a little bit tinted it might be the time he threw a knee at marshawn's head or it might just be the fact that he played for pittsburgh and then las vegas and then calgary and now he's on edmonton it's just kind of like a weird career trajectory like yeah no the real deal he's the real deal dude um that's all you have i mean i don't have any he has great hair dude he fought a bear one time like he, he's got a good shot he's always had a good shot he, i don't think he's ever been that guy that can really just take over a game i guess but i, I mean shit's over. weird in edmonton man the, here's honestly i'm gonna ask you a serious fucking question okay and i want a serious answer are you ready for it yeah for some stupid reason the edmonton oilers signed me to a deal and I play all 82 NHL games with the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm on Connor McDavid's line. Do I get any points? Seriously. Uh, no, like how many minutes are you playing a game? I'm playing with Connor McDavid. I bet you I would have like three assists. Mm, secondary or primary? I, it's Connor McDavid, dude. He could throw you a pass in the D zone. All you got to do is one touch it back to him, and he goes end-to-end. Uh, I don't know, man. I might go no. I'm just going to say no because that makes me feel safer. I want to have a single point. I mean, the only way you would be able to do it is if like he won, you one-touched it to him and he went end-to-end. I'm not calling myself a fucking playmaker, dude. I'm gonna have my fucking gla- my ass glued to the boards and just have him pass me and just give it. Yeah, well, here's my thing, dude. Like, it's great in all that you're on the team and that for some reason they decide to give you top minutes. But if I'm like Andre Sakara and I come around the net and I pick my head up on the breakout and I look to my right and on the boards I see you and then I look on my left I see James Neal or McDavid flying down the middle. I'm probably gonna give it to one of those guys. But that probably just means that they're going to clog that up. I'm the open guy. <laughs> then they'll just skate it out to you. I don't know. I mean, I can see it. Like, statistically speaking, you'd probably maybe be able to pull out an assist. But, like, yeah. my heart's telling me no. Well, you just said yes. Um, now we're going to move on. The Rangers talk. Rangers talk of the week. This is going to be really quick. The Rangers haven't played 
in forever. For some reason that they they've only played fucking three games this year. It's awful. And Rangers Twitter was unbearable because there was nothing to talk about. All this shit. Just really quick, Capo Caco, first goal off of a beautiful feed from Strom. Uh, you had this written down on an envelope. I know you wanted to talk about it. I mean, that was a pretty fucking cool goal. Capo gets the blue line, makes kind of like a self-saucer pass to himself, loses the puck, goes to Strom. Strom with a little backhand sauce, finds the seam to Capo. He goes uh, backhand, forehand, backhand for the goal. Uh, that was pretty cool. What do you have on Capo Caco's first goal? Oh, all I really wanted to say on that, it was a cool goal. I just noticed when he went back to the bench, uh, it was like Brendan Lemieux giving him nuggies. I just wanted to mention that. I was going to say that's kind of a plus in the Brendan Lemieux category, but now, like, I'm kind of pissed off again. Why are you pissed off? I don't know. There's something about him just pisses me off. I can't get over it. It was a cool move, though. You could tell he was excited because, no offense, who who was on the ice with him? Uh, Ryan Strom, Smitty, Smitty was the one who got the puck, which means Kreider must have changed earlier. Adam Fox and Jacob Truba, I think, were all on the ice. So my whole thing on that is, like, those guys right there, not a fan. Like, you got to celebrate a little bit harder for the kid. Like, the rink was going nuts, and it looked like the bench was going nuts. Strom was pumped. Strom and Smitty were pumped. Adam Fox is still a rookie. You hate Adam Fox. and But I thought it was a weird move how, like, Truva came in super late and, like, just kind of gave him a pound. Unless he picked up the puck. No, Smitty picked up the puck, dude. Okay, so Jacob Truba and Fox are two guys that, like, I think I have pegged. I really think I'm right on them. I think Truba's going to be a really good defenseman for you. I, yeah, like... Dude, especially if you're the new guy, if you're Jacob Truba and you're new to this team and the new rookie just comes down and scores a goal, like, you got to go berserk. Like, Adam Fox. On the pile. Like, yeah, Adam Fox. You're not at the, like, you're not at the social club at Harvard, dude. Like, get in there. Like, get excited. Like, the bench looked like it was going berserk. Like, it was really cool in the rink. I I love the moment. I just thought, like, that was kind of sad. Yeah, I I thought him and Strom together was pretty cool. What do you think? What? What do you think about Feverboy Rex? He didn't show up on this podcast. He, like, doesn't tweet Rangers that much, and I'm going to call him out because he's not on here to defend himself. He's claiming that Strom is a second-line center, and you're an idiot if you think otherwise via Twitter pretty much. What do you have on that? Are you with them, against them? I mean, he's our second-line center now. There's not really much there, so he's not wrong. Uh, we did inform Feverboy Rex of this podcast, and then he, he said that he never got that text, which is weird. Uh, he blogged, which was nice, and him and I are thinking about doing a podcast, like a weekly podcast called Talking Rags, so I don't know if that's going to end up happening, but uh, nice to have him back in the mix, though, you know? But that, yeah. that's what I have with that. So what now Bruins talk. What do you have to talk to us about the uh, the old Boston Bruins? No, I don't really have anything on the Bruins. It's the same thing. We're three and one, dude. That's pretty much it. Like three and one, good games. Don't have anything to talk are about. Three, are you three and one or four and one? Because on the dock it says four and one. Yeah, we're four and one, dude. Shaking our butts on the glass. Four and one. We're grinding. We're getting low. We're dropping low. We're playing provocative hockey. Uh, we're four and one, dude. I don't know. It's the same team as last year. Like this isn't gonna sound weird. I don't know how to like say this correctly. This feels like it's game. This is game five of the season. If you combine like the 82 games, the 20 something playoff games, this feels like game 107 of like yeah. this season. Like it's season just exactly the same team. Yeah. There's no new exciting player. Like it's just good hockey. Thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not mad about it, dude. Like I'm, I'm enjoying the game. Like it's, but it's just the weirdest off season I've ever had as a fan. So 
Um, yeah, game five. Shaking okay. uh, Now we're going to move on to our beer league roundup. Uh, we played the defending champs this past week. Uh, with eight seconds left to go, your boy tied it up, dude. Got a pass in the slot, off the skate, right to the stick, in the back of the net. Real cool moment. And then we went to overtime. I drew – well, I took two dives, and I only got penalty called on one of them. Felt pretty good about it with 30 seconds left. Go up on the power play. They immediately win the faceoff. Go down the other way on a breakaway. I thought I ruined the whole fucking thing. They didn't score. We ended up tying. Uh, we had this one guy come back. Shiva was kind of the guy who brings the beer in like a lunchbox on the bench. He's a, he's an absolute beauty. We love him. Uh, other than that, not too much in the whole the whole beer league thing for me. We're one. No, we're zero one and one right now. I hate tying in beer leagues. That fucking sucks. Um, what do you have on your beer league? No, oh, not much, dude. Played in the first game, so there was a lot of confusion last week. I just want to set the record straight. Thank you. If you listen to last week's podcast, I thought like there was like two group chats going for my team at once. Uh, one was an email and one was a text, and I was like really confused because they were going on simultaneously. What I did not realize is in this process, I, I think I actually said yes to two teams, so I was in two different teams' group chats. So the team that I was emailing with, they actually had a game. And then the other team that I didn't even know I was on, it got canceled last week. So I am on two teams, and I still have forgot to text the general manager of the other team that I actually am not going to be playing for him this year. Oh, how did, how did they mess that up? <laughs> no, it's two different leagues, dude. I messed it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> what, what leagues were it? Was it the um... – the bad boys league? No, it was like a fourth league, dude. I was emailing everyone, dude. I told you, I really got out there into the hockey community. I t- I touched base with like four to five different leagues. I guess I got into two. Well, I got into three, said yes to two, but only want to play in one. So it's like. <laughs> so so the league that you're going to play in, is that the one that you've already played in once? Or are you now yeah. going to scrap that one? Okay. All right. So what was the team like, dude? I need to hear all about this. Uh, it was all right. It was a cast of characters like. One of those things where you come into the locker room and you don't know what to say. Basically, the team makeup, it's like six guys that work together that are older. They're good dudes. They've played in the league forever. Uh, and then, like, kind of a hodgepodge of kids who they've picked up over the years. Uh, a couple kids that played club hockey or, like, younger. We have a second-line center with bleached long hair, uh, gauges in his ears, and a tinted visor. Uh, so, like, which is, like, I'm pretty much just naming all the classics um no real highlights the only highlight and i texted the group this there's this kid first shift he got like a stick to the nose and it was like bleeding everywhere he like broke his nose and he like plugged it up and he came back and played i was like dude like like yes i was like go home man like it's beer league like go home uh and he didn't dude i thought that was kind of a crazy move do you respect that guy or are you kind of like absolutely dude that's a guy you want on your team in a seven game series thousand percent yeah, so I mean, I guess I, I guess I'm for it. But the one thing is, is like after the game, everyone was like, everyone was asking him if he was all right, and he like wouldn't talk. He just like wouldn't be like, eh. <laughs> like I was like, okay, dude, like whatever, like he's like he's like in his mind, he's like, I don't want the attention, and he has like two rolls of paper towels, like fucking leaking <laughs> out yeah. his nose. And just to even paint the picture even better, when he walked into the locker room the first time, he's one of the new guys. His first question was, he goes, he goes. What's the beer policy in the locker room? <laughs> I was like, all right. So this guy is going to be like all captain. 
Mr. Did you have any? Do you have any smokers on your team? Did you smell any any uh, devil's lettuce or cigarettes? Because for me, at least, if you smell if you smell cigarettes, like those guys normally fucking battle. And then <laughs> and then if you smell like the weed, it's kind of like this guy's in a fucking Mars right now. Did you have any of that going on? No, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. Like. I just a lot of a good amount of beer drinking, but I didn't smell any smoke. I'll have to look out for that. Maybe sniff guys when they walk in. I'll sit like right. That's like one of the first things I do. If somebody comes in reeking of darts, I'm like, that. I don't want to go in the corner of that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Oh, also do want to mention though, this was like my first time playing in like a year since we did that charity tournament. We lost three to one, which is crazy for a beer league score. That's a wild beer league yeah. score, dude. Our game was like eleven to eleven. But I was a plus one with one assist dude so i mean count that in the books i wasn't out there for any goals i fed a guy a breakaway wasn't the best pass in the world they got it done any any sellies uh from the other team yeah i mean the other the other team the other team had a ringer like let's be honest you always know the young guy they pull in before the game it's like this kid doesn't belong he scored a goal and he like he like fucking mouth like fake mouth to our captain who had been like i guess yelling at him all game so any chippiness, dude? I fucking love hearing about your beer league up there, dude. Oh, no, no chippiness yet. I, I, the captain did email saying no slap shot shit. So, a kind of a weird thing. No, he's okay. That actually, that's not what I was saying at all. But my, um, the captain of our team, he does take slap shots, and he's not forget like no forgiveness, like no idea where it's going. Yeah, it's just slap shots, dude, and it's kind of a regular thing in this league. And, like, I, there was one play where I got off the ice um, and someone took a slap shot and I, like, skated out of the way. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way I was going to block that. Which, like, on our beer league teams growing up, that was, like, such a common comment that, like, everyone would love. And the guy on my team's like, you wouldn't block a shot? So, <laughs> <laughs> I have shot blockers on, pal? Yeah, so it's just, there's, like, kind of this weird level of intensity to it that I just haven't figured out yet. I don't know if it's a joke yet or, like, if it was just game one jitters from the boys, but I just need that toned down. I only I only have two more questions in the beer league round. I'm sorry I'm really interested about this. First question, what were the refs like? Oh, actually pretty good, dude. Like, the refs seemed like they were well put together. They looked was like it one or two? Two. Two refs, that's solid. Yes. That's a solid. All right, and were they older or younger? I always, like, every league has to have that one old fucking ref that's been around you know exactly who what ref i'm talking about he's like that guy who like looks like a skeleton yeah uh i would say they're like 28 dude and the one thing i will say on that is they do like to call penalties so it's like a lot of power plays which i don't know how you feel about it but like as a beer league defenseman i actually like it because power play and penalty kill you're pretty much like kind of standing in a box like just rotating, you know what I mean? Like, it's not effort, it's kind of effortless hockey. You can either try to score a goal or just ice the puck and get off. So, I'm kind of about that. I mean, it kind of depends for me, power play wise, because if I'm on the ice and like I'm gassed and then they take a penalty, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to get off the ice. Can I have to call a quick timeout while nobody's looking and be like, where'd the timeout come from? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Penalty, penalty killing is always kind of rough because I hate getting in front of fucking shots. I hate it. Like, back when I played, like, real hockey, I fucking lived for it. And now it's like, I'd rather not get in that. I got to go to work tomorrow. Exactly. And then my second question for you. How is how is the drive? It's not bad, dude. It's like a – I actually really like it. It's like a 45-minute drive each way, and it's a 940 slot. So you get out at, like, 11, 11, 15, home by midnight, watch TV for, like, 20 minutes, maybe fire up the internet, go take a shower, go to bed. Yeah. 
I don't mind it. Like some people hate it being that late, but I will say it was a tough adjustment. That was the worst Tuesday of my life. And honestly, I was catching up for the rest of my week. So it's tough. I'm not there yet, but I don't mind it. I'll get used to it. All right. So that was the beer league roundup. I'll try to bring a little bit more next week. I feel like I didn't really bring the thunder at like you did. I'm just pumped that you're playing hockey again. Um, now we are going to move on to our Patty B hotline. Take away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty B hotline brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right. Thanks, Pat. We appreciate it. Again, guys, if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, it's 518-309-2595. That is 518-309-2595. This thing's taking forever to load. One second. All right. Here we go. Patty B, take it away, dog. Hey, Morning Skate, Patty here. All right. Quick. Hang on. Where do you think is the... Worst place to chirp someone in baseball or hockey. All right, later, guys. Bye. All right, Pat. Not a fucking clue what that means. What? Which do you think is worst place to chirp somebody, baseball or hockey? Pat, I don't know what that means. Clean it up a little bit better. Of a question. We appreciate it. However, uh, I am going to ask you, Hal. When somebody chirps you, does it bother you? Uh... And, and, and if it doesn't, are there certain chirps that bother you more than others? Yeah, I don't know. There was, like, there was always, like, very small things. Like, people who, like, try to say stupid stuff wouldn't get to me. But I'm going to give you one scenario. Like, I have a chirp from when I was, like, 11 years old, and I, like, I cannot get it out of my head. I was playing the New Jersey Rockets, and we were, like, in New Jersey, and this is total Guido asshole uh, in front of the net. Just, like, one of those things where everyone's just getting sticks to the balls, like, back and forth talk nonstop. And I'll never forget it. He told me. He looked at me, and all he said was, uh, your helmet doesn't fit your head. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, it honestly made me, like, at, like, 10 or 11 years old, like, want to cry. I was like, this motherfucker just got me. Like, that was the meanest thing ever said to me. But, like, other than that, like, growing up, no. Like, no kid, no kid ever really hurt my feelings. When someone says it in beer league, like, if you're in beer league and you chirp me, then I can just say something super aggressive about you so it doesn't bother me either. Um... I guess it would just have to be something personal like that. Yeah, I, I, if somebody was ever like you're a fat piece of shit, I'd crumble. But other than, like, other than that, like, I don't really think it's anything that bad. Do you have anything? Do you remember anything anyone ever said to you on the ice? I remember my first ever college goal. I it came, it hit like my ass and went in five hole. We were up like eleven to one, so to make it twelve to one, fucking jumped up against the glass, sellied my ass off, and as I'm skating back to the bench. One of the kids goes, "Oh, you never score a goal before," and I just, and I just hammered the brakes and I go, "No, I fucking haven't, dude." And then I just kept scoring, and then I just kept skating. So brush that one off. <laughs> that's fair, but you remembered it every now oh, and then. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's the best, dude. I had one of those moments too. Not to go back to me playing beer league, but there was a kid on the other team that had like the all black skates, like the black holders, the black laces, all just completely blacked out. And, like, those are the ones, like, at my current state playing hockey, I cannot chirp people. Like, I need to get back to a place where I feel comfortable on the ice first. But I'm just looking at those skates like, oh, my God. Like, I just want to say something on that kid skates by the bench so bad. And then, like, point to one of the teammates like he said it. If anybody, like, wears, like, all-white gloves, I'd love to pour, like, a red Gatorade bottle on it. Wow. Really? Yeah, I hate all-white gloves. You have to be fucking nasty if you're wearing all-white gloves. 
What and about all-way ten pads for ten goalie? Not that good. What? All-way pads for a goalie. No, I think those are sick. Okay. Right. But I'm not a goalie, so I don't like. I don't know if that's like not cool for goalies. Oh, I, like it. I like it too. It's weird though. I think there's a huge difference in those two things. Oh, huge, dude. Like, and yeah, because like Carey Price used to rock all white pads. I'm pretty sure, and like that's why I kind of really like all white pads. But like, you have to be disgusting to have all white gloves. And if you're not that good, more if you have all white gloves and you're not that good, more than likely you're also rocking like a tinted visor, yellow skate laces. And like shit, and have like a wheelie bag. Yes, and like some teams like custom like uh, girdle. Like, yeah. Pants. Yeah. And then I also wanted, dude. Speaking of white pads, Arches Urbe had white pads, and the reason I loved Arches Urbe's white pads is because he wore them throughout the season, so like every puck mark was on his pads. So it was kind of like a story, dude. It's kind of like when you used to get like growing up, we'd like get into your Chevy Cobalt and you turn the light on, you see all the spit stains from all the dip spit that was spilt all over the seats. It's kind of the same thing, dude. It's like a memory, dude. Each puck's a memory. Like every puck's another notch on the belt, dude. That's right. All right. Thanks, Pat. Again, we want to call in 518-309-2595. Somebody call in with a good question. Thank you. Uh, moving on, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Laga Sports. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right. Thank you, Dominic Moore. You're a savage. Uh, this is Heroes and Zero time. Heroes of the week, Zeros of the week. I'll start first. My Hero of the Week goes to the Jersey Devils. The Jersey Devils are playing like absolute dog shit. Granted, there's a bunch of new guys on their team that haven't played together. Hal, I don't know if you got to see this, and if you haven't, you need to, like, when we're done hanging up, you need to watch it. There was this guy, and he had an Instagram page called New Jersey Devils Fan Page. And this kid, he had, like, 13,000, 14,000 followers or something like that. And the only reason I know that is because he's played hockey with a guy, and after I saw this, he was a Devils fan. I'm like, hey, do you know anything about this kid? Whatever. He's a younger guy. He goes, I think he goes Instagram Live and just starts fucking feeding the Devils. Like, he's like... I put this fan page together to hype you guys up, to hype the boys up. And this is what you do to me? And this kid, he I don't know how old he was. He's, I would have guessed he'd be like 19 years old, and he's literally crying. Like You can hear him crying. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, the goddamn devils, like, freaking out. Anyway, long story short, guy deletes his page. <laughs> the New Jersey Devils put this poor kid to bed. Like, and I think that's awesome. So my Hero of the Week goes to the New Jersey Devils and the New Jersey Devils uh, fan page, whoever that guy was, because that was an absolute electric Instagram live. Yeah, so my whole thing, I just wanted to add to this, dude, and that's awesome. I actually did watch it because I saw you tweeting about it. Um, Whether you like the Devils or not, it's so much fun when they're relevant. Their fans, I actually think their fans are kind of awesome. Like, the fact that this kid is having a mental breakdown is very, like, on par on brand for devils fans i fucking love it it sucks that it started out this way dude i hope they do turn it around but Corey schneider looks like Corey schneider again like jesus i didn't he have a good preseason and i'm yeah, not, not dog dude he has played fucking lights out since like the end of last year remember the first podcast that we talked about his fucking save percentage was through the goddamn moon and it just kept getting better and better and better i'm not out on the devils i still think they have a chance of making the playoffs but fuck man you gotta show me a little bit more you gotta show me in new jersey Devil's fan page guy a little bit more. Yeah, that's all he asked, dude. Kid, kid just he's just trying. He's just trying to hype you up, dude. Oh man, I'm gonna watch that video when we're done doing this because that's fucking all time. Eight ninety seven save percentage. Oh two, oh and two in three games started. So I guess that means he got yanked and they came back and won. Uh, 
hero of the week, dude. I'm going to stay in Metropolitan Hockey. Johnny Boychuk, dude. Johnny Boychuk with the finger point, if you didn't see it, took a slapper, a Johnny Rocket, as some would like to call it, pulled his glove off, did the finger gun at the goalie. I love it. I tweeted out from my personal account, should on my skate account. I believe he is a top five coolest defenseman of like his generation. Like started out in the AHL, one hardest shot competition, got called up to uh, the Avalanche. They played him as a forward on the fourth line, got sent to Boston, won a Stanley Cup, was famous in Boston for for being the guy when they went and celebrated the Stanley Cup that was drinking nothing but, like, Bud Heavies, I think it was, or Coors Light. It was something like that. Uh, Just known for hip checks, slap shots, dude. He's still doing it. Um, I I just love him as a hockey player, dude. He's so cool. And I wanted to say, too, when I texted you this and you said how awesome it was, too, I was like, who did this? And you're like, Anisimov. I was like, that's right. How does no one on the Hurricanes, like, the Hurricanes are 5-1-0 right now. That's awesome, but you just got – I mean, guys are shooting finger guns at you and you're doing nothing about it and they're sniping on your goalie. Like, Yeah, a couple things. A classic Carolina Hurricane fan response to this question is, oh, well, we won the game. That's like <laughs> you're a fucking loser. You're a fucking loser, dude. Somebody <laughs> just shit on your entire fucking team. Oh, we won the game. That doesn't mean shit, dude, okay? That doesn't mean shit in the realm of life. You're a pussy. Um, <laughs> why this didn't happen? pretty easy to figure out the carolina hurricanes are fucking they're they're soft they're soft as shit when artem and isimov did that with the rangers he had to answer to big boy Vinny le cavalier who was fucking foaming out the mouth to get a hold of these guys and johnny boychuk just hits him with one of these and they're like oh maybe we can incorporate that into our storm surge yeah. They're fucking losers, dude. <laughs> Dougie Hamilton starts clapping with his hands. <laughs> yeah, Dougie, and then he gets the whole fucking rink to start clapping. <laughs> I fucking, oh, I hate him. I hate him. Well, kind of switching, dude. My hero of the week is from Long Island, and your zero of the week is from Long Island, which yeah. I think kind of sums up Long Island. So yeah. what do you got on Long Island? Uh, this just came out. There's a 14-year-old team called the Long Island Goals. And what they did is they went into their opposing team's locker room and took fucking shits and pisses in their bags. Uh, the team ended up having to uh, forfeit the year, apparently. I mean, dude, like, like you can't go fucking around taking shits in people's bags, man. Like that. You can take a shit in a paper bag and leave it on front of somebody's house. But I don't think that you can... I would murder somebody if somebody if I came to the rink and walked into the locker room and somebody took a giant shit and pissed in my hockey bag, I would murder them. Ten times out of ten. Yeah, dude, I agree with that. I think it's a real scumbag move. Shout out to like the one kid on the team though, like his name's probably like Tommy or something. Tommy was like, I told you guys not to do it and now I can't <laughs> play hockey all year. I would be so mad. Fourteen year old me would be so mad if I like if it was like two or three kids on your team went in and diarrheaed in the other team's equipment, and then they wouldn't confess to it, so we all got banned, I would be knocking heads, dude. Like, that is such a dumb move, even for a 14-year-old. Look, you can, like, maybe, like, pee in one guy's, like, sneakers or something. Like, if you want, it's like, and even now that I just said that out loud, it's like, no, you can't pee in anyone's sneakers, bud. Like, like, just do something. Like, there has to be a better prank, right? Like, what can you do? I mean... If they were trying to set the tone, they certainly did that. But did they set the tone? Because they technically lost the game. They forfeited the season. I mean, you would—you just literally Carolina Hurricane fanned me right there. 
No offense to you too. So I, so you played club hockey at Siena, dude. And shout out to anyone who's listening to this at Siena right now, because I just wanted to say, like, if I just feel like if I was talking to some Siena hockey players and I was talking to them about like their youth hockey career, they'd be like, dude, there was this one time we were on the goals. You wouldn't believe what we did. Like, very <laughs> <laughs> on page for like Long Island club hockey players. I just they got a bright future in the Ocho. I'll tell you that much. Dude, it's just I don't. Can you imagine being a parent, like, getting a phone call? Hey, just want to let you know, little Johnny took a shit in somebody's bag. He's probably done for the year. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you, like, walk into the office one day and your boss is like, hey, like, how's your son's season going? Like, oh, shit, in someone's bag, can't play. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, like, you probably have to buy the kid fucking new gear. Yeah, I, I would imagine, right? Like, I would not. Can you imagine, like, what are you going to do, go home and just, like, wash it i'm not washing it <laughs> zero Watch, you're out of your fucking mind if i'm going around any sort of shit like i can't even clean up my dog shit let alone human shit i agree yeah dude and then you're not gonna put shit equipment on you while you sweat and stuff zero chance no no so my zero of the week goes to those fucking scummers Who, who's your zero of the week uh oh the state of louisiana i kind of forget why i did this basically there was some type of report that came out this is super simple. There was some type of report that came out, basically like growth in hockey, um, in USA hockey. So registration, Nevada last year saw a 61% growth, which is awesome, right? I crap on the Vegas Golden Knights, but that's really cool. Tate Martell, uh, QB one, <laughs> who's not like a third string wide receiver for Miami Hurricanes, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need a couple kids like that playing hockey out in Nevada. Like, I think that's a cool state that. Like, let's be honest, probably has some parents that can afford to have their kids play hockey, and I bet you there's going to be good hockey coming out of there for years to come. So that was really cool to see. Um, the one downside on that, Louisiana, minus 33.94% sign-up registrations. Fuck Louisiana. I'm going to say it. I've always, I've always been, like, a go Tigers, like, secretly, like, down south, like, Ed Ogeron, the Honey Badger dude, your favorite college football player of all time. Yeah, I respect how much they love football, um, but you can't. Like, come on. No one wants to play hockey there. Literally nobody. Yeah, my only argument for this is this is a USA hockey poll, and you're out of your mind if you think a couple fucking business executives in Ann Arbor, Michigan are going to bring some fucking kid from Louisiana and put him as a part of the national development program. They ain't happening. So you and, think it's an inside job? Yeah, that ain't happening. You're telling me that's going to fucking happen? Oh, hey. We're inviting all the kids from from Boston and New York City. We got a couple of Arizona kids. Yeah. Oh, we also have a few kids from Louisiana. They'll fit in. Like I, I, I bet that's what it is. Also, like I doubt that there's any like rinks down there. You're gonna, you're really gonna hate this take, dude. And some of our fans are gonna be totally lost right now. We like the show QB One, which is the high school football Love show. Love what it. was the name of the quarterback from Louisiana? From Louisiana. Fuck. First season or second season? The last one. He's going to Maryland. Um. Oh, he was actually pretty good. He was on the uh, purple team, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I forget his name too, but I just wanted to say that team season. If you haven't watched it, go watch the new season of quarterback one because it is literally this Louisiana football team. It is literally the Permian Panthers story. Like <laughs> yeah, the season, dude. This kid tries to rush it in in one game, gets stuffed on like the one yard line. Like it yeah. is like the most. It's one of the saddest things I've ever watched. Like you got to watch it. But fuck Louisiana. All right. 
Do you think we have one listener from Louisiana? You look at those statistics. You look at those stats on our like on our website and stuff. Do you ever see Louisiana pop up? Think about it, please. I'll, I'll let you know. It'll probably drop thirty three percent this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Now we're gonna go to our last segment. Uh, three stars. Let's go. Are you mocking me, dude? All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars a week time. No, I wasn't mocking you. I was trying to make you laugh. Um, three stars a week. Okay, so I mentioned this. I kind of dropped the bomb on hockey Twitter. If you guys haven't seen this, there is a video of a girl at a Boston Bruins game drop, dropping, dropping, a little, dropping a little booty during the play. Uh, people are screaming at her, like, sit down, all this shit. And I, and I don't know. I thought, I thought it was kind of funny how people were getting so mad. So I went, I went on and I quote tweeted one of the things. And I said, why are people so mad about this? It blew up. Uh, one lady said, because it's classless. Also, it's a hockey game, not a strip club. And there are children in attendance. Had I been there, I would have dragged her right out of the parking lot. Sent that retweet. Since then, it's gone 42 likes. She's probably going to fucking pin that to her profile. Uh, and there's there's just, if you guys get a chance, man, check out some of these responses. There are some angry, angry people on this thing. And a lot of it's it's not a strip club. Somebody said because she's a whore and she's cringeworthy, I clicked on her profile and she's literally a porn star. So I don't know what's going on right there. But anyway, we were talking about this before the show started. And we were thinking, what are what are three songs that you'd want to drop an at drop that ass to at an NHL hockey game? So, my third song, uh, "Gasolina" by Daddy Yankee. Uh, there's there's some funny stories revolving around that uh, that song back in like Homecoming, that way back in the day. I think "Gasolina" comes on. I'm probably shaking that ass, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a single word in that song. She's like, "Gasolina." How many times, have you ever like listened to that song on your own, like on your way to work or something? No. <laughs> yeah, so he definitely has. That's a good one, dude. I'm gonna switch my list up from what I made because I don't think I really picked relevant enough songs. People are gonna be like, I don't even know what that song is. My number three, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. I think I can get moving. It's a pretty simple beat, dude. You just gotta shake your butt to the left, to the right. I think I could drop it low when the bass drops, maybe chug a beer. Um, and I think I could get the crowd going. I love Queen. Uh, people forget that that's like one of the very few karaoke songs that I sing. It's Fat Bottom Girls. How many do you have in your arsenal? I have that one. I have uh, Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. And uh, I have like a, I probably have five total, if I really think about it. I'm not going to name all five. When I talk about something super disrespectful, my... Uh, my roommate thinks that the Dixie Chicks version of Landslide's better than the Fleetwood Mac version. I mean, I I, I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> What's your number two pick? Uh, my number two pick goes to uh oh that song where it's like, wobble baby wobble baby wobble baby wobble. You remember that song? So back like a couple of summers ago, I went to this one bar. It's called Peddlers. And it's it's Cougar Patrol City. And I went there, I think it was after a hockey game, and this song, Wobble Baby, Wobble Baby, Wobble Baby, it, it came on. And apparently there's a dance to this song, and I looked to my left, and there are probably about four or five, like, smoking hot older moms dancing to this song. And ever since then, when that song comes on, I'm like, 
All right. So my number two song, Wobble Baby Wobble, dude. That's a good one, dude. Uh, I'm gonna sw- I'm gonna switch mine up too. I'm gonna go Bubba Sparks. Uh, uh, Bubba. Booty. Yeah, dude. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. I mean, that's another one. It's hard not to get going during that song, like right off the bat. I'm just thinking about songs I can gyrate my hips to. <laughs> <laughs> you gyrate in your hips if you're wondering what uh bubba sparks is up to i have a friend who she's she's pretty and she uh she got drunk one night and she messaged him on instagram and he messaged her back like literally 20 minutes later it was like four o'clock in the morning so if you guys want to talk to bubba sparks he's <laughs> guys available he's All there right. for you. <laughs> yeah and then my number one song uh ass dance remix big song Nicki minaj i'm a big Nicki minaj guy you know this uh there's that one youtube video the music video where it's just her shaking her ass and it's the word ass in different languages so like it says like ass culo chinese lettering it was really cool so i think you can gyrate some hips to that and yeah so it's been a one you went right off the reservation, off your list, dude. I was gonna do, I was gonna throw out "Bad Company," feel like making love. That's an all-time song, man. That's an all-time song. So, I mean, maybe I'll stick to that. Just a great song. Really, not that great of a song, if we're being honest. I'm not a huge "Bad Company" song fan, but like, if that comes on at like a bar and it's like two o'clock in the morning, it's like, all right, this is kind of cool. What that song really is is that's a great cover band song. Like, that's. When a cover band has that in their arsenal, you know they're going to get the crowd going. They probably already played Fat Bottom Girls. They have Pour Some Sugar on Me coming up next. You're going to you're gonna request Freebird 32 times. They'll tell oh, wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Is Pour Some Sugar on Me? Is that the Coyote Ugly song? I think so. I don't know. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I remember I, I went to a Def Leppard concert with my mom and my aunt when I was like 13 years old. And Pour Some Sugar on Me came on. And I looked to my left and there was this couple. And they were like fuck, pretty much fucking each other next to the street. And I was – I've never – that's probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my life. Maybe, speaking of Coyote Ugly, maybe the most uncomfortable I've ever been at the bar was when Fever Boy Rex told <laughs> the girls at Coyote Ugly that their shot glasses weren't regulation size. <laughs> I mean, they weren't, dude. They were cheating us out. Like, that wasn't that great of an experience. Like, you you see this movie and you expect something great, and then you realize it's literally just, like, the worst bar in your town stuck yeah, in, like, what a, a But what a fucking line. Like, who does Fever Boy Rex think he is to walk into Coyote Ugly and be like, hey, your shot glasses aren't regulation size? I mean, he called it like you saw it, dude. I mean, they, and <laughs> yeah, that was that was something else. So that's my number one. I'm kind of sad you didn't bring up "Love in This Club" by Usher. I saw that on your list. I was hoping you'd go there. Um, yeah, great list, good topic. Great list, good podcast. I feel like every time we do a podcast now, I'm like, there's not that much to talk about. It's not going to be that long of a podcast, and every single time, kind of. So uh, now, oh guys, we have an interview coming out. I think we're going to do it Wednesday, maybe Thursday, with Jillian Kemmerer. Uh, she's a reporter for uh, – she, like, covers the KHL and the Cleveland Red Star. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. It was – if you guys are interested in hockey and KHL and, like, other Russian players, definitely check it out. Um, Hal, do you have anything left to say to our listeners at home? Or no, at work? cool, dude. I'll listen to that. Uh, I hope you and Fever Boy Rex do come out with the podcast, too. That would be sweet. Uh, if, it, if we come out, it's going to be called Talking Rags. Well, let's be honest though, dude. Like, are you gonna just are you just gonna leave this podcast by its wayside, dude? Or like, are no, we? Just- no, 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 no. So here's the thing, man. Like, I want to do two podcasts a week. I want to do our normal one and then one with an interview. So like on a week that we don't have an interview or like, and the, and they aren't gonna be long. It'll it'll be like literally just like a weekly wrap up of whatever happened in the ring. So 
I don't know, dude. Maybe I'll be on waivers soon, dude. I'll be fucking stop it, dude. Up, dude. I just but job security. I mean, it's a recession. We don't know what's going on out there. We so. got Biz Dev Dale, Biz Devin, dude. Yeah, let's not talk about Biz Dev Dale. Biz Dev Dale gets one thumbs down. My books this week. Business development from Morning Skates at an all time low, and I just want to end it at that. Whoa, I'm busting my ass, dude. Don't say that shit. On the on the Biz Dev spectrum. BizDev Dale Spectrum. Okay, I'm the BizDev. Okay, all right, thank you. BizDev Kids, all right. BizDev Dale hasn't done anything. Okay, well, I, hopefully he listens to this, and at the end of it, he'll be like, "Well, shit, dude." <laughs> yeah, do something for us, bud. Come on, fuck. All right, all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We we will uh, see you guys next week. Drop a drop below, girl. <laughs> Drop it, drop it low, girl. 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 Bitches for boss, bitches for money, making bitches. All my ladies, throw your hands in the air. I got Patron in my cup, and I don't give a fuck the baddest bitch in the club right here. Here I go home. You wanna see me drop it, drop it, drop it? Wanna pop it, pop it, pop it? Sweep that ass on the floor. You wanna see me shake it, shake it, shake it? Yeah, you like it, like it, like it when I drop it real low. Oh, yeah.